and welcome back to the New Ark Podcast, episode 11, I believe. I recounted, as I was mentioning to Saf just now, 11. We said 9 on drafts last time. That was 10, this is 11, and we are going to learn maths eventually. About episode 200, we'll, we'll have got the counting right. It's probably going to be the next one, the way, the way we're going. We'll get there, we'll get there. And today it's pandas. Pandas, of course, which Saf brilliantly suggested last time. You feeling confident? Yeah, pretty confident. I think pandas, you know, mm. are for a reason. So, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think it'll, I'll have a good shot at bringing pandas on board the ark. Good. That's the spirit. That's the <laughs> spirit. And as usual, we do have some news before we get started. I was going to ask, yeah. The, the usual drumroll results about crocodiles. Right. And, 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 it's a draw. It's a draw. What? It's a draw. It's a draw. Wow. Our what first draw. What do we do? What do we do? So I actually mentioned to Saf at the end of recording last week's episode that I thought this was going to happen. I could see the way it was going. We've had some pretty heated voting (laughs) over the holiday period. So Saf, you came up with a brilliant suggestion. Would you like to explain it to our audience? So whenever we have a draw, and I don't think we'll have that many, but on occasion we will. Mm Um, we will park all of those animals, pull them in, and do an episode, maybe at the very end, or we, we could do it sort of interspersed, depending on how many draws we have, where it's kind of like a royal rumble um, to the death, where one of the, just one of the animals from the pool, let's say there's a pool of four, make it on board the ark as like a tiebreaker. Uh, it'll be interesting, the dynamics, because you, you will you will get to actually fight for to come onto the arcs. That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, we just need to decide on like, you know, at what point and what the numbers would be. But let's say for every, could even just be like for every two or three draws that we have, we do a, hmm. uh, like a breakaway episode where we each argue for which of the tied animal gets to go on the arc. You have it. You heard it here first. (laughs) At some point during the series, maybe the end of the series, we'll see once we have enough tied results, we have a a Royal Rumble episode, as you so brilliantly put it, (laughs) where only one of the animals gets through. So that's that's the idea. We're going to have crocodiles re-emerge, yeah. resurface yeah. at some point in the future. Yeah. So they have a second chance. Where their fate will be decided. Second chances. We're all about that on this episode, <laughs> aren't we? We're not, we're not about being too harsh on these animals. They can have a fair shot. Except for pandas, which are absolutely going down right from the outset. But uh, since uh, you uh, chose uh, today's topic, s- Saf, would you like to make your opening statement? Sure, but, but pre-opening statement, I am super curious to see 
if you throw your standard arguments against the pandas, which is nymphomaniacs, right? And um, I was going to say, at least one of those won't stand. Well, I don't think either will. uh, The second being uh, their propensity towards violence. Um, Yes. So this will be interesting. But yeah, so let's start with with the very basic point, which is kind of countering um, your... Basically, it's a... Um, what's the word? A preemption on your attack uh, for violence, which is that pandas symbolize peace and friendship, uh, amongst many other things. They symbolize strength as well, but, but peace and friendship because they have a gentle temperament and aren't, aren't known for attacking others. This is in their reputation and therefore, you know, uh, hopefully scuppers your, uh, you know, weekly argument um, for violent, threatening nymphomaniacs. So there we go. That's my opening statement. They are peaceful, friendly, with a gentle temperament, which is exactly the kind of animal that we want aboard the Ark and on Earth 2.0. There you go. Now cue the murderous nymphomaniac <laughs> So, no, I'm only going to argue one of those points. So it will be quite hard to argue that nymphomaniacs part of the pandas, which we'll get to. But did you know that a panda named Goo Goo mauled three people? during its time being held in in this zoo. The, the, the last of them actually was a 28-year-old man who'd been uh, playing catch with his little son who had a stuffed uh, panda toy. And, of course, this had been thrown into the panda's cage by accident. This lovely father had gone into the panda cage to retrieve it. Mm-hmm. Goo Goo, the deadly, murderous panda, subsequently attacks lovely father bloke, mauls his leg, rips it to shreds, comes away all bloody and... And then lovely father bloke manages to escape, barely with his life, mm-hmm. from this murderous panda. Goo Goo, the destroyer. So Goo Goo was, I, I, I liked your choice of words. So you were saying Goo Goo who was held and then you went in a zoo. But, but the correct terminology is in captivity. So Goo Goo the prisoner had had it. Had had it. He was clearly pissed off. And to add insult to injury, this irresponsible bloke um, who has a clearly badly behaved kid, uh, you know, kind of, what's the word, um, encroaches the panda's personal space um, and pissed him off further. It is clearly not Google's fault uh, that you've got these responsible humans. Just go and I buy mean, another panda oh. toy from the gift shop. Of all the animals, you could make that poor animal in captivity helpless. It was only lashing out because it had been constrained against its own will argument for. 
I mean, pandas really... Uh, basically, the first thing you have to understand about pandas is they are irreparably lazy. I mean, pandas famously just spend all day eating, 12 hours a day eating bamboo, mm -hmm. which gives them, I mean, basically no energy at all. So they lie about all day doing nothing. They're too lazy to have sex. They're too lazy to fight too much. They're too lazy to do goodness knows basically anything at all. Exactly. Gugu has why... no intention of hurting anybody. He just wanted a chilled life, but then he felt threatened. Mean he had no intention of hurting anybody. He grabbed this guy's leg and tore it to shreds. Because That's the he third came... time he'd done it. It's not a one-off. Because people keep coming into his personal space. <laughs> I mean, I think he should have enjoyed having a friend, a small panda to keep him company, wouldn't you? Well, well, maybe he did until the dad came to take it away from him. <laughs> Another perspective, isn't it? Panda, lonely panda bear makes a friend, finally gets protective instincts kick in to look after his little panda bear, which looks like him, and then mean man comes in to steal this newfound baby friend away from Panda Bear, who is defending himself. So you think it was sort of love at first sight? Maybe. I mean, pandas are stupid enough. I'll give, I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the point I was making, pandas do... I, I would say better in captivity than they would in the wild that they are the least well-designed creatures that evolution has ever produced. I mean, it's, it's just ridiculous. So, the pandas, believe it or not, are bears. So, they are uh, essentially have the body of, of carnivores. So, they have very short gut systems, intestines, mm -hmm. rasmataz. So, they get very little nutrient from their food. They're mm. very poorly designed to be herbivores, which they mostly are, mm. except when 28-year-old fathers come into their cages. So, so they will eat meat, but they're too lazy to go catch it. <laughs> I read a great mm. quote uh, in one of the sources I was reading, which said, The reason that pandas eat so much bamboo is that it doesn't run away. Which I thought was very true. Clever. Basically, anything with legs, pandas won't be asked to go out and catch it. That's. I mean, is it even worthwhile saving a creature like that? That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, I'll tell you why uh, it's worthwhile. Well, let's start. Let's start with the little little fun fact. So pandas, as I'm sure you're aware, uh, are a symbol of China. They are very significant to Chinese culture and their peoples. And I had to do a bit of googling to really kind of understand the immensity of this. So there are 1.4 billion Chinese people on Earth, which is basically a fifth of the world population. So one in five humans on Earth 
are Chinese. And, you know, um, I would hate to be the person that argues against the symbol of China and want to allow the panda to die. So, you know, uh, I'd hate to be that guy. Um, and I'm very glad that I'm on this side of the fence arguing to save the panda and Chinese culture and not offend uh, 1.4 billion Chinese people. So Earth 2.0, we're going to have, you know, if it's if it's done based on um, an equal distribution, we, we will be having 20% of Chinese people uh, on Earth 2.0. One would assume if it's done that way. Um, and I naturally, they would all want pandas to be there. So, mm. yeah, I think, you know, to, to, to not bring pandas on board is racist. Oh. And pandas are not racist at all because they are half white and half black and they are the the symbol of multiculturalism and to not bring them on board for whatever reason uh, would be racist. And we are not building a racist Earth 2.0. Yeah, so this is... I'm, I'm going to hang my coat on this argument. <laughs> You're playing the race card. Already, already we've gone there. Okay. Yep. A, a few points. Yeah. So... I believe the rules are we're not bringing a substantial amount of humans to Earth 2.0. So yes. I think the one-fifth Chinese part, I mean, we've said before, it could be seven humans, it could be two per the original ARC scripture. But either way, we're only going to have one dissenter amongst that, most likely, really. So I'll take my chances. <laughs> Also, also with Brexit and COVID, they, both. They, I think the borders you are relatively do, closed. You do, Chinese, you, you do so. realize that that one person is going to become be like a kung fu grandmaster, and you have decided to take your chances against the wrong person. <laughs> well, I mean, you said it yourself. You said pandas are peaceable creatures. Have you seen Kung Fu Panda? Clearly not. Clearly not. He is the main aggressor in that film. But, but... He's the hero of that film. No, 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 no. He's no hero at all. He just beats people up. Come on. Have you watched the but, film? First, I've, I've watched part of it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but that, that aside... You correctly point out that pandas are a hugely important symbol to China. Correct, correct. All pandas, in fact, belong to China, much as the mute swans in the kingdom, the UK, belong to the Queen. So, any pandas you see in zoos around the world are essentially just on loan from China. Which means it's actually going to be quite hard to get a panda, or two pandas indeed, to come on board our ark. So I think we're not actually going to manage to get any pandas full stop, given that we've already insulted the Chinese no end. So I mean, I don't need to win this argument because you can't either. We can't get China's 
of course to we give don't. us pandas. No, 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 no. Because I'm just going to keep on insulting them <laughs> till they refuse to give us pandas. To which end, did you know that before the 20th century, there are no depictions, drawings, paintings of China, of pandas, sorry, anywhere. <laughs> so, so they're actually not a very important symbol at all. Nobody's bothered to draw a panda before 1900. So either they're aliens or nobody cares about them. You, I, I could argue either way, but the, the latter is probably easier. I'll get to the aliens later if I'm right. desperate. But, but you have heard the phrase, my enemy's enemy is my friend. So from the Chinese perspective, there's one podcast co-host that has repeatedly insulted them um and yeah. they they don't want pandas on board so therefore literally they will deliver the panda amazon prime <laughs> for us oh that's that's clever scheming <laughs> scheming love it a panda scheming as well is that that's your that's your third argument is that they are conniving scheming creatures um they are <laughs> i can argue that if you like so in 2014 a panda named a hin pretended to be pregnant to get her own room and to get an extra supply of lovely buns to eat isn't that scheming i think it is that's brilliant like well it, it, it's genius um you know they should that panda should work for mi6 or the cia or mossad or something with that level of shrewdness um and do work for the cia just say i'll right. come to that later yeah um but that's brilliant it's nothing nothing wrong with that we want that kind of uh what's the word we want that those kind of skills on board the Ark and Earth 2.0. You want to talk about CIA now? <laughs> yes, go for it. So, did you know the CIA have hacking programs called Panda Poke, Panda Fight, Panda Sneeze? Pandas clearly are in league with the CIA. They are coding these dastardly programs to take down the Chinese government from the inside. Right. Okay, so you've pissed off both the CIA and the Chinese government. Who's going to give you refuge? I don't Australia. need refuge. I've already told you. Nobody can get in. Brexit and COVID have me properly safe. <laughs> okay, so the fact that, you know, pandas are significant to the cia as well is again it's not a bad thing um you know it just shows how versatile they are as a symbol um as i'm sure you're aware they are you know a global symbol for the wwf right um and there was like a little quote i think it was from the wwf directly saying the panda is a conservation icon turned conservation success um, and the giant pandas are living proof that conservation works. So, you know, by protecting pandas, we're also helping protect the wider environment where they live um, for all the wildlife and all the people that depend on it. So, man, like, talk about being a national success in China. 
but then a global success and kind of symbol for conservation, this is a home run. Like pandas, one could argue, you know, we should get the red carpet out, right? We should, you know, we should give them their own quarters, um, you know, feed them extra food, you know, massages, what, whatever, whatever. We need to keep them happy because, you know, they're real kind of, uh, they've also got lots of like uh, pull for tourism to Earth 2.0 and, you know, fantastic revenue generator for like cuddly toys and whatnot. We need to treat them like royalty. They're like animal royalty on Earth 2.0. You think? Mm-hmm. I, I do. don't think China is going to be on board with that communism and all, but I think that could oh, be a well, separate co- point. Communist China is in the past. Have you seen China now? They are at the <laughs> forefront of capitalism, mate. So um, I, I think okay. I think they'll be cool with it. You think they'll, they'll be get, cool they'll, with they'll it? They'll get royalties, obviously, so they get kicked back. You know, ten percent. You know. Every time we generate revenue off their panda, they get that back. It's like in perpetuity, so they'll love it. Hmm. In, in sort of space credits beamed back to Earth. Yeah. In Bitcoin. Okay. In Bitcoin. Yeah. But you made some incredibly flawed points there. So may I rewind about five minutes? Firstly, obviously. Pandas are the logo of WWF. Do you know why they chose that logo? I don't know, but clearly it's worked out really well for them. So they chose it to save on printing costs. Because <laughs> pandas are black and white. <laughs> so you don't need to print colour if you have a black and white logo. Right. So it, it wasn't a symbolic gesture on WWF's part. It was they're a convenient animal. They're also black and white. Right. But they could Quick have one. gone for the zebra. They could have gone for the zebra. I grant you that. It was a toss up between those two. Right. The, the zebra and the panda, the panda one. So it's already been given special treatment. Point two, you said they're a conservation success story. Mm, no. Not my words, the words of the WWF. WWF's talking out of its ass. <laughs> so, in the past 30 years, it's, it's only about 10 captive bred pandas have been released into the wild from captivity. So, bred in zoos, flown back to China, released to try and boost wild populations, which are in decline. Out of those 10, one was killed by another panda. Again, murderous creatures. Need I say more? Another simply died, natural causes. And six of the rest lost weight to a critical level, so they had to be recaptured, go back into captivity. And so ended the long and not so long and not so prosperous reign of those ten pandas reintroduced back into the world. So, I mean, they're about... 300 plus pandas in captivity there are less than 1500 pandas in the wild and the number in captivity is going up the number in the mm-hmm. wild is going down but those numbers are never going to cross until we can actually reintroduce them so it's not a success story at all mm. well luckily you know 
we will provide them with the optimal environment for success in Earth 2.0. We can take it upon us to to take to take the baton and uh, and and push it forward and get to a place where everybody can be proud of the fantastic success we have made with pandas on Earth 2.0. We'll do it. We can get okay. that. I think this feels like an opportune moment to revisit the nymphomaniac point. So start the explanation. Pandas are not nymphomaniacs, they are the opposite. I don't know what you call the opposite of a nymphomaniac, but I will have to work that out. Pandas basically are impossible <laughs> breed. Okay? This is this is widely acknowledged. So in brief. Pandas have very short fertility windows. They don't enjoy breeding particularly. They don't get on very well with each other. So there's very low compatibility between potential mates. They won't just go have sex with any old person or panda indeed, which you may introduce to them. They've actually started showing pandas uh, panda porn in zoos to get them in the mood mm -hmm. to breed with with some success mm -hmm. but it's still mind-bogglingly difficult mm -hmm. to get them to make babies mm -hmm. which is the point of life really and pandas have forgotten that also over half of the pandas which are born in captivity die within a week so they're, they're awful at living awful at creating life which means if we take them to Earth 2.0, they're just going to die, aren't they? Or do you have some brilliant tactic to get them to breed? You have come up with some astoundingly good inventions. Yes. So, so before we get to that, I, I'd like to touch upon a couple of things. The first one is the standard line of argument over the last 10 episodes has been that, you know, uh, there's been very harsh moral judgment um, on the animal's sex life on your part. And the more they seem to be, um, you know, what's the word, frisky, um, the more you cast judgment on them for, for, for breeding, basically. And today, somehow, you've done a U-turn and you've taken the approach that the, you know, the panda who is almost like um, you know, uh, the opposite, right? So like, they are kind of like, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, what? Nymphomaniac on one end, the other end would be what? Um, I don't know. Is it, like, Victor is it like Victorian era, you know, uh, the, the whole notion of like purity and, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of, you know, that's yeah. kind that's kind of what the panda represents so you should really be flying the flag for this high morality of non-casual sex with other pandas they're picky and you know they're not really into porn like literally they are the whatever it is the victorian well, they are into porn <laughs> the victorian moral standards of um what's the word it's like sanctity it's like 
Um, okay, so I've just looked it up. Yeah. Antonyms of nymphomaniac. Yeah. You can be unneurotic. You can be ascetic. You can be celibate. Chaste. Chaste. Chaste is the word. Chaste. Choose your word. There yes. you go. Chaste. Or prude. Uh, yeah, but that's prude has negative connotations. So chaste and pure of mind. Um, yeah, so for a start, like, that should be a positive. Uh, they're not going to be you know, sexually assaulting us or any other animals on the ark. They're going to be keeping to themselves very much like monks. Um, so that's a positive. What was the other thing that you were saying? That they that they may die. Yeah, so, you know, that's down to us to collaborate and work with the pandas to ensure that they stay alive. Um you know, we, we create the right environment. Also, just to, you know, uh, I made a little note from my uh, from my research. That this myth, well, partial myth about uh, pandas not mating, that is apparently a um, uh, an issue primarily to do with captivity. Seems it works out okay when they're in the wild, which means mm-hmm. if we don't enslave the panda on Earth 2.0, and if we help create a thriving wild environment for them, they will do absolutely fine. It's only when we intervene and show them panda porn and bring them the wrong panda and expect them to mate that they don't want to. In the wild, they will find the right partners and they'll do the thing that they are programmed to do. I mean, of course they mate sometimes in the wild, but if they're so good at mating in the wild, why is their population still going down? So, because their environment is being destroyed by humans. Well, no, it's not. It's, it's, it's not any longer. The, the bamboo forest has remained fairly stable for the past 30 well, they're years, still or increased upset in size. From what's happened to in the past, PTSD is a thing. PTSD. Yeah. We will provide them uh, with therapy on Earth 2.0, and that will be the key to unlock both their libido and to ensure they thrive in the wild. Therapy on Earth 2.0. Psychedelic, okay. psychedelics-assisted therapy. <laughs> okay. Very nice. So, so we're going to let these pandas go through therapy all their ptsd issues will be solved they'll start having it sex again they'll start being yep. happy again they'll yep. eat even more they'll be super energetic very nice very nice on the subjects of eating <laughs> i know where you're going with this go on <laughs> I, I was merely going to make two points. Firstly, it's outrageously <laughs> expensive to keep up a, a panda. It costs about £20,000 a year in food alone from zoos. They, they found this to provide bamboo for pandas, to provide all their nutritive requirements bamboos so grow for free and very quickly in the wild 
Well, yeah, but not on arcs. So, how on earth are we going to find enough food to Tw 20 feed grand these a year for, for an arc that's embarking on Earth 2.0 is peanuts, mate. The panda. No, we already have the arc. Yeah, so the panda will repay that 20k tenfold easily through through all of the you know through all of the revenue streams that are connected to a panda videos merch tourism everything so you know you can't have tourism we're in a pandemic we're just going to get more covid not not, more not, variants. not on earth never ending not on earth 2.0 that's how we're getting the hell out of dodge <laughs> but who's your tourists then? Because they still have to come from Earth, don't they? Or we have Earth, an alien tourist. Space tourism, yeah. Space tourists. Other, there you other go. planets. Other intelligent life forms will come with it. Are sure. well, they're not zoos anymore. They're. How, I mean, are we just charging them to visit the planet? Yeah, but the pandas okay. are going to be a lure. But the pandas are going to... Yeah, they're going to be like, we're going to go to the planet where they have the panda. The panda planet. Because it pandas could... are aliens, as I've clearly proven. We could chuck them on our flag. Earth 2.0 flag could be a panda. Saves on costs. Oh, no. Saves on costs. <laughs> and, and they are clearly for a lot of people. <laughs> for... Pandas on a flag? I mean, black and white flag? How sad must you be to have a black and white flag? Efficient. No. No, no. We've already established we're going to have a very simple flag so that I can draw it. And it's going to be very colourful so that it's Ooh. nice and merry and all the space travellers are going to come and visit it. That, that That's definitely the plan. Hmm. But... As I was saying, second point to pandas eating a lot. Obviously, what goes in must come out. <laughs> and pandas poop 50 times a day, minimum. They are poop machines. Even more than elephants and giraffes and all the other animals I've previously made this point for. They are just going to ruin the decks of the Ark and the entire surface of Earth 2.0 with panda poop. You know what poop's good for? Fertiliser. Well, it's not. So, this is panda poop. It's just all fibre and grain and stuff which the panda can't be asked to digest. You need horse poop for fertiliser and bat poop. Panda poop's no good. Hmm. I'm sure we will find a good use for it on Earth 2.0. I trust our Will ability be. to innovate. Um, maybe it could be like a good material for like building things. Because um, obviously we're going to be eco-friendly. We're not going to have plast single-use plastics and stuff like that on Earth 2.0. Obviously we've learned our lesson. So panda poop could end up being like plastic 2.0. And the fact... And suddenly... The fact that we have access to so much of it becomes a massive positive. You know what a lot of zoos do actually do is they make mm -hmm. it to paper. Because zoos have this problem. Pandas poop an extortionate amount. Mm -hmm. So all the zoos do convert Well, there it we to go. Paper. paper, toilet paper. You could make toilet paper out of it. You could make 
you know, that, that would be brilliant. Uh, but yeah, fantastic. So we could have a thriving... It could be a bit tough as toilet paper. I'm not subscribing to the <laughs> panda toilet paper idea. All right, fine. Um, I'll give you that. That's fine. But we could have a thriving um, stationary book industry fueled by panda mm. poop. So yeah. On to the aliens. More merchandise. It's going to be capitalism central in Earth 2.0. We haven't discovered this before, but are you going to be the ultimate capitalists in the universe? Good. Oh, <laughs> quick question. Yes. Do you know what the collective noun for a group of pandas is? Oh, I don't. What is it? You don't, because we have come across these many yeah. times in the past. It's especially good for pandas. Much better than the word for giraffes, which I shan't say. <laughs> the collective noun for a group of pandas is an embarrassment. No, no, that's... It's true. I didn't make that up. I promise. I promise. It sounds like I made that up. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to Google it. Uh, Collective... What is it? Collective noun for pandas is an embarrassment. Because they're an embarrassment to our no, planet. Whoa, they're an embarrassment to China. They are an embarrassment pandas, to the human race. Pandas is known as a congregation. It's not. It's called an embarrassment. Why would it be a congregation? I'm going to go with congregation. That's the first thing on it Google. It can also be called a congregation. So I'll give R- you that. Right, which is fantastic because we were talking about priests and nuns and piousness and chastity and pandas with their pure, you know, uh, non-nymphomaniac lifestyles. Um, congregation, fantastic. They are God's animals. Mm. Would you like to know how God's animals mark their territory? Do they wee when they do handstands? They do. How on earth did you guess? I, I Personally, I've never seen a monk or a nun do that, but you may beg to differ on this point. Yoga, mate. <laughs> So they're just like ultra-fit Buddhist monks. Yeah. With incontinence issues, clearly. Well, there's nothing to... I I didn't see anything that said they needed to wee many times a day. So... It depends how big their territory is, doesn't it, really? (laughs) It's a bit of a trade-off, if you think Mm. about it. Imagine you had to walk around your house every day peeing in every corner how big a house would you have it's, it's, it's a difficult question isn't it mm, you'd have a not something a, you often think about yeah you'd have a tiny house and you'd be minimalist which is again very much like mm. monks and you know con- con- that's what congregations do they live a simple life um you know brilliant right now i think i just live in a very big bungalow so I'd have a minimal amount of corners 
I still get a nice big house to live in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, or I'd live in a circular house. That, that, that's going to be my strategy. I'm going to live in a round house, like, like a yurt sort right. of thing. I'm You'd I'm still have to yurt. pee across the perimeter, though. No, I said in every corner. I said in every corner you have to pee. Right. Although, if you are a pure mathematician, you might argue that circles have an infinite amount of Yeah, corners, that's what I... quite difficult. Yes, you're going to be peeing yet. all day long. Okay. A triangle is the, is the winner, clearly. A triangular house. Triangular house. I've never seen one of those, but... Maybe Earth 2.0, all our houses are going to be triangular because geometric we have shapes. To be fair on the pandas. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a standardized system. All animals have to mark their territories by peeing whilst doing handstands. Very important. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> well. I, I think we've done quite a lot of pandering to pandas, <laughs> produced sufficient pandemonium, and I'm running very much out of arguments <laughs> and puns, of course. I've got a few quickfire ones. So right. pandas are mutants. They have six fingers. They are the only animals I know of with six fingers. There may be others. I could be collected on that point. They also don't hibernate because they are chronically lazy, which means they basically go around eating and eating and eating and eating and eating all year round. I've stated this point previously. Actually, mm -hmm. China's built a factory, a biscuit factory, just for their pandas. So this is how much they eat. Biscuits, bamboo, 28-year-old father's legs. Those three things, key components of the panda's diet. They're quite pathetic creatures. They bleat instead of roaring, like most bears would do. Which, I mean, I'm not a big fan of bleating. I, I like quite a lot of animal noises. I was actually at Bristol Zoo uh, yesterday. Oh, wow, okay. And I'm, I'm not a good person to take around the zoo because I do impressions of all the noises. <laughs> I enjoy doing the lion impression. That that's a good one, and uh, some of the louder, like the howler monkeys, can be quite good. They don't have those in Bristol Zoo. Actually, Bristol Zoo is quite small because they're moving it, but mm. irrelevant to the podcast. So yeah, basically, pandas are pathetic mutants with an eating disorder, effectively. But what I found especially damning is there's a very, very well-known British conservationist called Chris Packham. You may have heard of him. He does Spring Watch, Winter Watch, a lot of the famous TV programmes. Very famous British naturalist, conservationist. And he has definitively stated that we should let pandas die. Because... Wow. They, they just cost millions in, in funding to try and keep them alive. We're getting nowhere in their conservation. They clearly don't want to survive. They're at this evolutionary cul-de-sac, this dead end. So, I mean, if the conservationists are saying, go die, you stupid animal, it doesn't deserve a place on the ark. 
I rest my case. Right, I will bring back my argument that this fella, who I've never even heard of, so it's, you know, I'm, I don't know, you know, uh, he, he's clearly no David Attenborough, but um, oh. I will just say that this guy's a racist and he's mm. just gonna get cancelled pretty soon if he keeps up that attitude uh, about the panda. Um, so hopefully he's at the twilight of his career and, you know, hopefully he's got pensions and things mm. sorted. Um, cause he's he said it of... 10 years ago and he's not been cancelled yet. But oh, no, no, but canc- in hope, can- cancel cultures only come to the forefront in very recent years. So yeah, it's yeah. going to bite him in the ass sooner or later. Um, you Chinese. Yeah. Uh, so, so mean, he's got no chance. So that's that. Um, plus, like I said, I've never even heard of him. So, um, so my closing statement is a very simple one, which is that pandas are super cute. They're adorable. And scientists believe it's because they look like human babies with big round heads and, quote, soft roly-poly bodies. Um, so, but by hating on the panda... A scientist did not write that. <laughs> soft roly-poly bodies. Scientific term. Uh, do not be anti-science. Uh, right? Mm. So, 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 with that said, I would argue that anybody that is against pandas are against human babies. And therefore, not only are they racist, but they hate babies. Now that, that is highly controversial in this day and age on this planet. So, closing. Babies, and we don't want to hate babies, (laughs) and pandas are very, very important to Chinese people, and we don't want to be racist. So, pandas, welcome aboard the Ark. We will put you on the flag as a symbol of hope and solidarity and unity and cuteness on Earth 2.0. I rest my case. That, that was a strong, strong closing <laughs> argument. I personally am quite happy to join the baby haters division. Uh, I'm undecided on the racism point, but it, it depends how quickly the Chinese can get here. I, I think you know what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to leave it to our listeners to vote. Do they want to be branded as baby-hating racists? How big are we in China? Is is the podcast (laughs) on WeChat? (laughs) Oh, well, we'll find out, won't we? We will find out. Either that we'll find out we've got lots of baby-hating racists in our audience. Be hard to tell. Be hard to tell. I might have to run some Facebook ads to China. Um, yeah. <laughs> promoting the podcast and uh, no they've already censored it Chinese government not getting oh food. yes yeah mm. Mm. damn in the CIA 
not making it to the US from now on either. CIA have heard enough, we insulted them. What was it, Cats episode? I definitely got on their nerve. And I think at least a few times after that. So I'm going down once the borders open mm-hmm. and pandas could be too. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Join us next week when we will be discussing another animal, which is a frog. We're going to be discussing frogs. Okay, okay. Join us next week to discuss frogs. There you go. And without any further ado, we'll see you then. <laughs> <laughs>